0: Well, my question just is straight up, what's journeying or what's a journey? Because I, yeah, I have a case of ICTA. I know that already. And I would like to not. I'd like to hear it again. I recently was talking about the classes to somebody and talking about journeying and I assumed everybody knew. And it's funny because I haven't known what it was for that long myself, (laughs) truly. But I, I forget. I mean, it, it's like, I'm, you know, and one of her questions is like, why would I need to know how to do that? And I thought that was even, I'm like, that's where I got stumped in a case of Igda. I, I have my assumptions. If you wouldn't mind, what is a journey?
1: That is a, that's a good question. A journey is a ceremony that we do and and pretty frequently actually a lot of different kinds of journeys and before i get into that one little comment about the ikta that's obviously just letters i know that already and it's it's something to easily fall into and there, people usually do and sometimes new students that think, oh, I've heard that already. I'm going to go get myself a cup of coffee. <laughs> but uh, we we think we know. We might know on one level, uh, kind of a, a superficial level at first. But with these old teachings, these are really, really ancient teachings, they they are about such things and taught in such a way that it's in layers like an onion it's in layer after layer after layer and one level after another and you'll hear the same words or the same story again and all of a sudden it it means something brand new to you something that you never thought of before it's the same You're getting the same words again, you're getting the same information, but when you think you know it already, you block everything else out. You block new information out. And so we, we warn against the icta and, and now a journey, this is a, journeys are so fun. This is one of, one of the funnest parts of the teachings here and and we started early on because it's a very big way to learn spiritual work when we journey, we take a piece of our our spirit our song out of our body and we go we travel with our mind intact and travel to Usually it's a specific place in the ceremonies because it's all pre-designed. It's that's uh, traditional in in the ways that they do a particular thing or learn something. They do a journey and they go to a particular place. Like one of the first journeys that, that a person would be taking on on this road is to what we call the crystal cave. And it's a real place. It's a real place in Southern-ish Brazil, out in the middle of nowhere. And if you look at a map of Brazil, there's the grasslands, and then there's these, um, they look like cracks in the earth. When you're flying over them, you know, you take your body out, your, your spirit out of your body, and you're traveling, you're flying, you fly to those places and you feel and see the whole journey. Everything, the wind on your face and the cold in the air, if it, or if it's raining or whatever's happening, <clears throat> you feel every minute of it. And you get to the spot and it's this, this big cave. And as you get to the opening, it's just a big a big long straight-ish cavern that opens up into a big room, big cavernous room, full of crystals. I mean full of giant, giant crystals, and and smaller ones, but it's it's astounding. The feeling inside the cave is just draw dropping. And you go find a place, sit down when the sun meets, goes down right down that cave, meets that cavern. it is indescribable, but you feel it you feel it, you see it on every level, and it does magic things it's it does magic things to your. Your whole body, your whole system, your brain, your neural neuro, neurological system, mm. and it's it's wondrous. It's just it's just wondrous the things that happen to people in that cave and the healings. Uh, the stories are just astounding. And, and that's another thing that we do, unless we're doing it all by ourselves. That, but we're in, when we're in a group, when we come back at the end of the journey, and at the end of that experience, we fly back, we fly back, and then settle into our bodies. And usually have to move. It's uh, especially in the beginning. You need to um, get up and dance and move around and and. And kind of reorder your your whole comprehension of who you are, where you are, and and that you're, you have a physical body and you're in it. <laughs> and when that stage is is finished, we all describe something about our journey, and as much as you want, or if it was just too private, or if it's something you can't put any words to which that happens <laughs> cuz it is pretty pretty just mind-blowing spiritually mind-blowing then we talk about what what feels comfortable to us and we learn from everybody else's journey as well as our own and so it's just an incredibly beautiful experience every journey every journey is is rich, and sometimes you're not you know in the very best of of health or mental state when you start out to do this and you have a little bit of trouble concentrating, but you still uh, something is happening something from the journey is still happening to you and it doesn't mean you failed. There is no way to fail. There's always a good experience that teaches you a lot. And maybe it's teaching you that you really should not have eaten that junk food before you got to class. And it's your stomach doesn't feel so good. And the rest of you, you can't think right. And you you realize What was disturbing your attention in the middle of this journey? And that's a huge learning experience. When we go on journeys, we have our power animal or other spirit guides to guide us, to help us, to teach us. We meet different beings, different entities, songs, (laughs) Uh, wherever it is we go. And they teach us things, they take us places, they give us different experiences. This is the tradition that is all about experienced. We don't learn but to sort of surface details unless we experience it. That's where the real learning comes from. That's what the real spiritual teachings are all about. That's the cornerstone you have to feel and when we've been living the muggle bubble life and doing all the correct cultural things our our senses are dimmed down and and our mental capacity is dimmed down and our physical and and we're hindered we're hindered and as we do these These different ceremonies, the teachings the, the experiences they teach us the way the world really is what's really really happening what's really there on all levels physical and mental and emotional and spiritual and especially spiritual, all the spiritual levels and we touch into it. The spirits give us what we need at the time. They give us how much we can handle. You never get more than you can handle. And it's it's so beautiful and so fun and so enriching that uh, most of the people who, who practice some kind of a shamanic type tradition and it, all these ancient teachings, the really, really ancient ones, they did journeying. There was a major way of learning and experiencing. And as you do this, your senses start to wake up. Your physical senses, your spirit senses. We have a whole array of spirit senses that we know nothing about in our culture. And they're they're right there, they're right there, and he's, they start to wake up. All of it starts to wake up. Even the pre-flood Egyptians said, "We had we have three hundred and sixty spirit senses." Just let that sink in for a minute. Three hundred and sixty. We have five physical. But 360 senses, things that we could sense. And I heard one uh, living master, indigenous Egyptian guy who, who was born in a local tribe that practiced the old ways, kept them hidden. And he had figured out, you know, 20 some odd senses, spirit senses, And hadn't figured out the rest of them. And he was an old man already. He'd been working on it his whole life. So there's a lot of stuff out there. We're so much more than what the muggle bubble says you are. So much more. Journeying is a little bit different than a visualization. We have a lot of traditions that you could get into these days that the do visualization exercises. And yeah. a visual visualization exercise <laughs> is where you yourself make up where you're going to go or what you're going to experience. And, it, and you make up everything about it. Sometimes somebody else has already made it up and they want to lead you into their thought form of the journey and let you experience there. And the Hedekas do that too. That's my elders and the pre-flood Egyptians. They did that too, but it was to teach a specific lesson. It's to teach you how to recognize what you made up or what somebody else made up, and then that is is held up against a real journey, and you can you can feel it for yourself. A real journey is is a real journey, and you meet real live beings there, real real places. Sometimes we do journeys to things, uh, places that are not in our physical world but they're in another dimension that happens too. There's some of that too. And that's pretty exciting as well. So I hope that answers that question. And
0: it, it not only answers that question, but for everybody else who is going to experience it on the call, I, I wrote down the second question I was going to ask, and she already answered that one. <laughs> I don't Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask it yeah, how do you know that you're not making it up and you just answered it right there. So thank
1: you, know, you. The real the real key to knowing how you know you didn't make it up yourself is to learn signatures. This is another one of those words that we use that that has its own little twist in the tradition and a signature is the stuff that you're radiating out, the talk about you, your song, your life, your thoughts, and you're radiating that out. And it, it's different. It feels different for everything, everybody, because what the ancients say is that we are an individual and unique piece of creator No two alike in the whole universe through all time. No two alike. You are an individual and unique piece of creator. And because of that, you feel different than anybody, everybody, everything else. The ancients say that everything's alive. Everything, everything the rocks the atoms the water the you know planets everything is alive the, the air around you <clears throat> and they're all individual and all unique and one thing the headicat has told me when i was first learning, when i was first learning this it just blew me away i was like what the, what on earth are you talking about and so they had me uh, just to think just, just kind of think for a minute. You got a dog. You got a tree. You got a human. And they're all there in front of you. And each one feels different. All dogs feel like, like a dog. That's dog dog's signature. And as an individual dog, they have that extra added little individualness for their individual uniqueness. But part of their whole signature is being a dog. <laughs> and the tree, the tree's not a dog. You know, I mean, they can really tell the feeling difference. It feels different. Signatures have a feeling to them. Everything has a feeling. And you know, trees are trees. They're not a dog, and they're not the human. and are not anything else. That's what they are. And then you look at the human, you feel the human, and that's, that's human. It's not a dog, and it's not the tree. And, and we learn to read signatures. We learn to feel the energy and be able to read it be able to tell what that is so that when you're in the middle of a journey and you have a character come up to you and, and start talking to you, telling you to do this or that, or you can feel its aliveness and you can feel its signature. This is not something you made up. But if you learn your own signature and every, all these other signatures, when you go into a pretend world for like the exercise and, and what you're making and putting in your world, you might be putting, you know, plants or trees or other people, or if you like animals, you might put a bunch of animals in there. But they all have your signature. Because you created the world and you dreamt up these imaginary things. They don't have any of the feeling of aliveness. And that's how we tell that we went on a journey, a real journey, and didn't just make it all up we learn those things that's part of the teachings so i think that that that's should cover awesome. that
0: thanks kay <laughs> and to Welcome. for all the the students that signed up for level 1 before you started emailing me <laughs> this is this is what you're going to be learning in the next few months it's in it's in this course so I'm telling you now, so you don't need to email me, like, is this what we're learning?
1: <laughs> this is it, indeed.
0: This, this is what this you're, is... yeah, sorry, Kate didn't mean to interrupt, but this oh, is that's... what's coming up in the next few weeks for you. You don't have to wait till next year. This is coming up.
1: <laughs> for some of you, it may sound a little advanced. It, it may sound like, oh my God, I'm, I'm sure she can do it or he can do it or, but me, don't uh, no, forget that, forget those thoughts. This is how the teachings start out. This is what we start with. We learn these things, and we keep learning them more and more and more and more, and every time you go back to what you think of as the beginning and and taking say level one again after you know a number of other classes, maybe. It's like a whole new class. You have understanding and depth and feeling and, and deeper experiences and learning much, much more than the first time. It doesn't mean there's any kind of less than the first time you went through it. You learned what you needed to learn at that level at the beginning. And that's, that's how everybody does it. That's how it's done. So thank you, Laura. That was beautiful questions.